0: Hey, it's Charlie, and once again I'm gonna be joined by my good friends Sean and Sam. We're gonna be talking about the White Lotus season two, episode five. Alrighty. Episode five is out. We've all seen it. So let's uh let's jump into each plot line. We'll sort of go through it chronologically and and give our thoughts. Um I think this episode started out weirdly enough where we thought episode four would end with Ethan sort of coming coming clean to Harper. He finds the condom on the on the sink and brings it up to her and is like what's this <laughs> and sort of uh, escalates into what we were expecting what did you guys think of that scene
1: yeah i like that i think that this episode is i really like this episode overall and i think it kind of uh and i actually was expecting different things to happen in this episode but with this so with this Ethan harper stuff i didn't think he would fess up to it i kind of forgot that she left it on the sink but I've, i'm glad that they did discuss it and it went went into the open for them and kind of drove their plot line through the rest of the episode
2: yeah the only thing i could think of i guess the nicest word is ethan is just a complete dweeb like, I don't, the way <laughs> oh, he's like sitting there <laughs> shrugging his shoulders like i thought you'd be happy this is good news it's, yeah. it's just the most embarrassing apology yeah, i think I of all think time. Should... and i really oh. like if he had handled that with a more sincere apology i feel it could have prevented so many issues like in this episode, but it was yeah. a it was a tough watch on his part. And I'm also like glad they got that out of the way and they can put like these new things in motion
1: that are developing. Yeah. I think you should feel good about this, <laughs> this, <laughs> this season. It's like all time. You should feel good about
0: this. <laughs> like yeah, he's so <laughs> nonchalant about it. It's hilarious. I love that. Yeah. I like just generally speaking about this episode. It kind of felt like. For for a lot of characters, they sort of reached like this catharsis where they got sort of their emotions out and like all the stuff that was sort of festering, and then for the four first four episodes sort of came out in this episode, and we'll get into it later. But like with, like Dominic and Albie and sort of what they were feeling about their father, I and mean, in this case with like Harper sort of coming loose and like realizing like sort of like what what issues she's been having. So I love that, but yeah, just I mean his his whole. Sort of speech there to her when, or she's sort of like interrogating him, and he's giving his answers. I actually thought he was doing okay until he got to, I got to the. I think you should feel good about this.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he's like clearly his own worst enemy. I mean, just like he's setting himself up for failure because he really he he
0: didn't do anything like terrible. Like what he said was true, but it was just his delivery is just like he's
2: completely like mentally dominated by um cameron, like cameron. yeah and, totally. yeah it's just he has complete control over him and it, it's so bad i guess it like maybe it was like that back in college but it's a. Uh, I think that's what's really driving it and it's like tough yeah. to watch
1: the only thing like ethan fucked up on is just he didn't say anything sooner like if he had just t- told her like when she asked about what happened the previous night it like would have been totally normal yeah i mean she probably would have got time... mad that like he yeah. was like doing ecstasy and shit was um, when, but, when harper
2: was saying like oh my god he he cheats on her that was the time
1: they like yeah. right there totally yeah he blew it
0: so they go through that awkward sort of breakfast scene where they're like all right let's go get drunk and they go go out to take the car um check out these wineries and uh i mean the first little little thing we see is um they're sitting sort of around the bench and uh, Harper's just watching Cam and Daphne, like, make out. And I guess in, in her mind, in my opinion, she's wondering, like, um, sort of, like, how they can be so normal about this. Um, I mean, but, Sam, you had, you had said last week how you were thinking that sort of, uh, like, Harper sort of craves that, like, desire that maybe she's not getting in her relationship. And I, I yeah. think that sort of started to play out a lot in this episode.
1: Totally, yeah. I think, like, yeah, she and we see it later as the episode progresses in her conversations too. And it's like, yeah, she's definitely jealous of their relationship, of how they're able to just like carry on and have this lovey attitude towards each other, despite all the things that we've learned about that relationship and how like dysfunctional it kind of is in the background. She still wants like the facade. Um, and so it's nice, it was int- definitely interesting to see. That she was kind of creeping more into, uh, you know, trying to get some.
0: Do you guys of think that? Do you guys think she wants that, or that she's sort of confused by it and she's interested? Like, I to me, it doesn't seem like she deliberately like that's what she desires to be like. To me, it seems like she, it's like it's it's sort of like this like ignorant bliss that she wants to like. She she wishes she could have, but like maybe sort of knows she can't because she's she's too smart for that. Is how I've sort of been interpreting it.
1: No, um, yeah, I think like I think she wants it, but not like in the same way. She doesn't want the dysfunction behind the scenes. She wants, she like, wants, the, like, she
2: wants the, the the image, but she wants like the reality of that for her and Ethan. Like she thinks they can just have a good relationship like the other two pretend to have.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that's why she's questioning the relationship from the beginning too. She's like, they have to be hiding something. Yeah. It's like she she feels like it's too good to be true, but they they play it off so well, they like sell it that it that they actually are like the happiest couple in the world. Mm -hmm. so she like but she's like she wants to be with with ethan or whomever potentially the happiest couple in the world
0: i love the the next scene with them she's sort of she's starting to get like inquisitive she's like she she asks them straight up like have you two ever slept with the same girl like asking about like college but (laughs) such a like funny sequence of dialogue there like Ethan just like starting to get uncomfortable sort of like this is like the beginning of of how bad it's gonna get for him with like awkward looks in this episode
2: no it was great how Cameron just answered back and Ethan was doing the super embarrassing like hand over the face and (laughs) looking to the side
0: and Cameron responds with only in my dreams which I thought was funny because we were talking about how like there might be something going on there that I'm still wondering if this this season will
2: I, I think it's just him being like. Just, you, think a, you think it's a.
0: You think it's his humor.
2: Yeah, I think it's just him. Like he's totally. so much more comfortable with himself than Ethan is, and he tries to like flaunt that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely super frat boy humor. I, but like, yeah, I, I thought it was hilarious that Harper is kind of just like getting into it right away. I didn't really expect that at all uh, this episode, but I'm glad that we're seeing her be more aggressive. And then and there was there was the one scene where ethan i guess at the
2: winery tried to like fight back he had the comment about um oh, you're trying to chase my status i'm more intellectual than you it, it did not <laughs> land it did not Dude, land at all sick,
1: that was some sigma male shit that was sick that's like you got yeah. the like the it's fucking like, um the pp <laughs> blinders guys walking yeah. through smoke i know with, like video
2: playing. with every girl i wanted to but you didn't get the same math grades as me so <laughs>
0: yeah. it really came up that top. <laughs> that was oh, uh, right. he had the i wonder if he was doing some research on his laptop the night before like what what's the word for this and he he, he pulled up mimetic desire I, th- I thought that was a funny little phrase yeah he was prepped he was prep <laughs> <in the laughs>
2: conversation. he was thinking about it in the shower he
0: was <laughs> something something about the last conversations they had had it, it stuck with him and he he was up all night thinking of that one Man, i mean he's sort of like I mean, he can. It seems like he's sort of sensing what's what's sort of going to start to happen with Cameron and and Harper though towards the end of the episode, right?
1: Definitely, yeah. He sees them giving eyes to each other, and he's just like, "I mean, this is like the worst vacation he could have imagined." I mean, like he's <laughs> failing on so many levels.
2: Yeah, it was it was so interesting and well done the way they framed that, where they have Cameron and Harper across the couches, like staring right into each other, like they're just full-on kind of rivals but it's there's something there and then ethan is
1: like to the side like completely out of it
2: (laughs) and i think that was really
1: well done that line like that dinner scene you had that dinner scene too where like um cameron is like grabbing at her knee yeah harper's knee yeah that was kind of crazy that's when
0: cam asks if harper's had a threesome and and she starts like really like getting into the question like it seems like Cam's like kinda of like he's he's incur like he he's into her enthusiasm about it and Ethan's just like even more so like getting really uncomfortable there. I don't know. It seemed like they were like pretty far apart though. I like, I don't understand how he was like touching her leg and no one was noticing that.
2: Long yeah and
0: Long legs spin. Long, leg long yeah. like tall
2: guy. He's on the college basketball team as a okay. basketball, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I, I guess it's right. Wingspan. <laughs>
1: Yeah. never you know really I'd show like? that form i guess <laughs> totally and then like another i like the the aside with uh cameron and lucia um just like fighting over the money i feel like that's going to be a source of conflict yeah, um, do you think is he
2: does this further confirm that he just doesn't have the money? i think or he's definitely he like, broke so. okay yeah
1: i think he's struggling at work for sure
0: i wonder how i mean the two episodes left i i hope they like really get into that
1: yeah I think it'll boil over between a couple of things. I think like Ethan and him are going to have more conversations about investment that could reveal some things. perhaps they'll have conversations with Daphne that could reveal it, and then ultimately, I think Lucia or Mia are going to confront him in front of Daphne, and that could lead to some violence.
0: Well, the next thing I wanted to know is is like do we think how how aware of everything do we think Daphne is? like is she aware about the money? I mean I she seems to know
1: she's fully aware. Yeah, me, I think I think she knows everything, and she's just yeah. getting back at him in the like, in like in, in her mind the best way possible, which is pretty sinister. Like with a, showing her son to uh to Harper was pretty crazy, and I liked that reveal a lot and how subtle it was. What did
0: you guys make of that? Because she she goes on this little rant like, oh. oh, like oh, I have this trainer, he's pretty cute. You want to see a picture? And then she shows like the baby pictures. What what did you guys?
1: Oh, well, I mean, like so she said her trainer has blue blue big blue eyes and blonde hair, and she shows her son who has blonde hair and blue eyes, which implies to me that like the trainer's the father of that child. Is that what you, Oh my God. I didn't think of that. I, dude. Okay. Oh, yeah. she, and she, and she delivered it so like sly and coy. It was
0: so well done. Oh man. Okay. I, that totally like, I was like, what, what just happened here? That, uh, what? Did okay. we yeah. I
2: think we might've, might've had the same thing. What were you thinking of that scene?
0: I was just a little confused by, it. I, I really like, I, I think it was, I was did not pick on the like the trainer how she described the trainer so then when I saw the picture I was just like oh okay I don't know <laughs>
2: Okay, for me, so for me, it was like the trainer was kind of a metaphor for like she, she, when she's thinking about the things that Cameron does, she just thinks about her kids and this like great life that they can have with her, sticking with them. And that's how she gets through it. Like, that was it to me. I didn't think about that
1: other implication that Sam just brought up at all. I, I totally think that what I said is correct because I actually thought the same thing. I thought it was going to be like some weird, like, trad wife shit. Where she's like, oh, my training is being a mother. And like that sort of thing. But that's not her character. I don't see that at all. And I think like the way she delivers the lines and she gives like a little smile or like a smirk. And I think think that's what sold it to me. Because I I was confused. I was like, why did she show a picture of her kid? And then it kind of hit me that like, well, Cameron does not have either of those features. Mm -hmm. And so it's likely that like genetically speaking that baby wouldn't have those features. Like most likely. Yeah. And so I think that to me, that was like the, the giveaway. And I don't know if Harper picks up on it, but um, that's, that's, I'm definitely going to go with that interpretation.
0: Right. I actually think, I mean, yeah, I, I think Sean, I was leaning towards kind of what you were thinking there uh, in the moment, but that, that, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, cause I, cause it, it all comes back to like she, and, and she ends the conversation with like, you should get a trainer. And I don't think she's telling <laughs> her like, you should have a kid. I think she's, or like you should go be with like have your side thing with a trainer like i have done <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: We you can. Know, i
1: think i think that could be i hope
2: they like bring that in more because i guess she has blonde hair as well so it like like her kid with with
1: cameron could look like that it's yeah like... but like the recessive genes wouldn't like unless like i mean it it becomes like you know you'd have to like think about
2: it'd be like it was okay, it was well... a really really
1: blonde-haired kid yeah exactly and then okay. it's like well Ethan or uh, Cameron's one of his parents would have to have like blonde hair and blue eyes that's like the only way like genetically speaking I guess but that just becomes too complex I'm just I, I think I'm glad we have us like, like a
0: like a biologist in this this, this podcast team I, here to break this uh, down. <laughs> thank you I
1: definitely I'm definitely going with the, the child as a product of an affair so which good for Daphne She's fucking getting back at Cameron
2: I think it's both kids or just like the one kid then, like like second kid, revenge kid. Well the, the
1: second the baby. Kid. It was yeah. I think the first kid's a revenge kid. Second kid might be a real kid, who knows?
0: A real kid. <laughs> well yeah. <laughs>
1: you know, I guess a, not like a, He's a in a marriage kid.
0: kid. All right, Let's uh let's talk about Valentina for a little bit. We can talk about Valentina and sort of like Mia and I'm that whole thing. So I mean that starts with uh, like just sort of a little subplot with Mia like wanting to play the piano and sort of tying into just Valentina's uh sort of r- rough abrasive attitude is is that she is I mean she's very reclusive in in her sexuality and um yeah and they, they yeah. swap out the desk receptionist what did you guys think about that
2: Valentina is being like super creepy and I think like everyone can see it except her and it makes it tough to watch like the whole replacing the desk guy um I think it's definitely gonna
1: end like really badly yeah for her I think I feel really bad for her I just feel like it's clearly she's just like you know uh I guess embarrassed by her sexuality that she's but she also is kind of like has a desire that she feels she can't act on like in any other way so, like, she's, I, she's clearly not open or, like, out of the closet, I guess. And then she also, like, probably hasn't ever, like, had a satisfying love life, is my guess. So, I feel, I feel like she's pretty sympathetic in that way, but it's just, a, it's, like, really cringy to see the actions that she's taking.
0: Mm. I think in a way she might sort of, like, realize the way she's being, you know? I, I, in, like, a weird way. like Because I, I think it's, like, all of this sort of derives from her, like, never really receiving affection and and uh like that's sort of like the the compliment that isabella gave her about like admiring her and stuff and then that was like sort of just like a little a little taste of it and she didn't really like know how to handle that or how to react to it i i think i don't think she's like completely like oblivious to her sort of being weird about it i think she'll she'll come around on that yeah
1: it's it's also just like her way of just like showing a like that she's like crushing on isabella that way Mm -hmm. um I'm curious to see like what happens with Mia, because um, I think Mia is still like a candidate for death. So right. I'm wondering if like her relationship sours with Valentina, that she might Valentina might act out against her.
0: I'm still like I'm ready for the the return of Giuseppe. I'm I'm all for like the Giuseppe killing spree being the the source of Mia's death. <laughs> Like Dude. she she drugged me and then then I come back and she's playing on my piano and Giuseppe just goes nuts. That's no,
1: definitely
0: I I could see that happening too. All right. Any any other thoughts about that, or we could move on to. Uh, uh,
2: I don't think I don't think there's much. I guess that's like a smaller plot line. So
0: I I will say that my my thought on that one is that it's such a sort of like these the like Valentina the desk clerk and mia i think in terms of like uh how they stand as like characters on the show i feel like they're kind of minor and this plot line is so slim that i feel like there's no sort of like i i feel like it has to tie tie into either the deaths or one of the other plot lines in some way just i think the, the, there's no like sort of like well done i i don't see like a way they could like resolve this dramatically with it uh, you know, I, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that. Yeah, I think they're playing like a, a side role, and they'll influence events, um, to lead to one of the deaths for sure. so I think that's kind of that's that's just yeah. I agree. That's like the only logical conclusion to their plot line.
0: All right, let's jump into Albie and and yes. our boy Bert and and uh, Christopher Maltesanti
2: from Sopranos.
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Dominic. <laughs> all right um so i
1: with lucia loved it good for him (laughs) is is it though i mean well hold on let's we'll get into it we'll get
0: into it it, it. (laughs) there's
1: sort of like
0: the wake-up aftermath there of like him being like wait like what's going on here and like she's like do do you have money so i mean do you think I mean was she always like sort of planning this when she she met him? I
2: I think she was definitely I thought it was more of a long-term plan from the from the get-go. I didn't I didn't think she was going to just ask him for the money like that. I thought it was something I thought maybe maybe she could have just like liked him and wanted to change, but I I did not expect the uh morning after like 2000 dollar
0: ask. Yeah, I, I feel, feel like, I think yeah. I don't really know like the, how the logistics of these things work but i feel like you kind of have to like determine that like beforehand you know
2: yeah i think definitely it, she did screw over with that um i think like there's no indication ever yeah that's that
0: no, not at all. that's poor business I think,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah i think she i think she's like uh kind of going with the flow in a way i think she i mean she knows like his his dad at least had a lot of money so she could get some money out of him. Um, and I think she probably, maybe she wanted to be done with the whole thing, you know, just like have a one night with him, get some more money and move on. But then I think she saw an opportunity to play him for a longer game. And which is why she starts, you know, hmm. to tell him a more complicated story as the episode progresses with them, with the whole Alessio thing, owing like, like who's, like her supposed pimp i guess mm-hmm. owing him money and then you know leading him on by saying that she likes him cuz initially like she didn't really like she she and after she asked him for the money then she says like oh i like you and then she like ex- can, like adds on to the that way, the way the
2: way he reacted to that she realized she could get even more out of him totally yeah
0: so let's talk about that a little bit and then we'll sort of come back to bert and, and dominic because i mean there's the two well there's the two sort of, like, breakfast scenes with the, the whole family, the, the three the three guys. And first, it's, like, Albie sort of uh, just being, like, like saying, like, oh, I need to run to the bank. It's like, okay, I can give you, like, 200 euros right now. And he's just like, uh, I need more than that. And uh, then later progresses to, like, th- that, that scene had me laughing. But it sort of progresses later to the scene where um, Dominic, like, realizes what's going on and he's like i don't what does he say he's like he sort of suggests that maybe albie shouldn't be like being in the company of those people and uh albie's like why what's the problem and uh and Burke kind of like steps in there for dominic and sort of saves him in the moment so so dominic doesn't have to answer the question and reveal anything but um there's that there's the albie has that like line about how like Oh, like well, they probably don't like want to be living that life. They're just like poor and, and they're like victims of a fuck fucked up life. So, like, what did you guys make of that line? Like, wh- what do you think that says about Albie's character?
1: Yeah, it's definitely interesting perspective on his part. I mean, it's a good take in that sense. Like, he recognizes her her conditions that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and potentially the motivations behind her actions. But, um, it's kind of. It might be like a weird, because he he also alluded to it in an early episode where he's like, he likes broken birds or something. He tells that to Portia Mm-mm. when he's trying to like get with Portia. So it might be some weird thing where he's like it's almost like he's fetishizing the poor in his mind. He's like, oh, yes, there's they like, uh, yeah. like it's like because he doesn't have that struggle in his life. I can see it like so, his, he sees
2: the people that his like dad and grandfather have hurt, and that like makes him feel really inclined to like like start saving these girls yeah he that's thinks right. like he
1: can be the savior for
0: people like yeah. that
1: so he's like think, oh yes like i wrote I'll down i wrote down white knight
0: lover at one point yes. during the the episode like he he's sort of like that that's like his complex is like he he's sort of uh, I, I was thinking about sort of like what the, the influences on him have been between like his family and then obviously like he he's a well-learned uh like college student and not like i think we sort of know like what that does to like people and like how that those those sort of like lines of thought end up being and um like sort of he gets like the influence from his father and grandfather that's like passed down to him about like how like how men to treat women and uh how like these these fatherly figures in his life have been living their lives like through like a very like sexual motivation and then he's got like the the college influence which is like okay like you need to be woke you need to be you need to treat women with respect and so it's like sort of the combination of those things like you said and it's like he he feels like he needs to sort of be the white knight but then in a sense he's like he's sort of also just he's acting with the desire that he like he wants to have sex with this woman like that that does seem to be his goal like he does I mean, there's, there's not really more to it than that, but he, he has a different approach to it. And I thought it was kind of funny that he called Dominic like hypocritical. Yeah, it,
1: it, yeah, it's, def- it's funny because yeah, it's in a way like him, um, Albie himself is kind of being hypocritical because it's like he recognizes like the, the exploitation that she, well, because at least in his, from his perspective, you know, she's exploited by her pimp, you know, by her words, or at least if he's taking her at her word. And so he's like, Okay, I can like participate in this if we have like a real relationship or he's like, Oh well, I'll be the good guy and I can, you know, benefit from her services sexually. But at least like I since I recognize it, I'm not the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think he's he's trying to like I think he at least in his head, he hasn't been super vocal about it, I guess, in, in his dialogue, but he's convincing himself that it's okay for him to be with her for you know, whatever reasons he's he's conjured up.
2: Yeah, I think at least it kinda of, I know we were talking about it um last time a little bit that it might be showing like the evolution of misogyny. And I don't think like I think this episode kind of confirmed that he's not a bad guy. I think there is a lot of like red flags with the nice guy thing and you kind. I kind of thought with Portia he would freak out, but I think it does he does have like I think he's like well intentioned. He just like Yeah know, he's, That's he's, like a cognitive dissonance.
1: Like... It's not like villainous and like, yeah, he, or he ended his conversation. And like, I mean, it's almost like I feel like he won't see Portia again. I mean, maybe towards the end if their plot lines converge, but it ended very amicably. And I mean, it seems like, yeah, yeah he's, he's not like a jealous freak who's gonna like no. go and like kill her or something. But yeah. um, so I, I think, yeah, I, so he's definitely he's not like a terrible person. It's just that he, I think he's, yeah, he, he puts himself in high esteem. Um,
0: yeah. I, Which is an
1: interesting position.
0: A few thoughts on what you guys said. First, first off, um, Sean, what did you say? You said um, there's red flags with the nice guy thing, and I just think that's yeah. that's a funny <laughs> <phrase>. <laughs> that's that's a funny phrase. <laughs> we're like we're breaking down like the nice guy act here for this for for Albie. Um, secondly, the Albie and Portia thing. I mean, we'll get into this more at the end. I still think there's a possibility that, like Albie, he he tried his luck with Portia, and it didn't work out for him, and you're saying like he, he, he's not acting out of jealousy, but I think the reason for that might be because something co- sort of came his way immediately. So there, he That's never true. really had to deal with the like, sick fallout of that, and I think if it gets to the point where Lucia screws him over, or there's some conflict between Lucia and his dad, and that sort of ends badly for him, I still think it's very possible that he could have an emotional blowout, something to do with Portia and Jack. Um, yeah,
2: I think he's definitely like a big candidate to be involved in in this murder. I was thinking it could be he like tries to kill the fake pimp,
1: but I, I could also see it being yes. Valentina. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, yeah, I think like it's possible because I guess we can it kind of this plot line sort of wraps up with. Well, I guess we could talk. Well, we haven't talked about Dominic and Bert yet, but with Albie and Lucia, it wraps up with them seeing. So Lucia says that she they kind of encounter Alessio, her supposed pimp, um, on the streets, and they they have dialogue in Italian, which is not subtitled, which is you know red flag for we're not supposed to know what they're talking about.
0: Which is funny because we could just like go on like Google and find out. But yeah, go on.
1: Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably true. I didn't think about that. I wondered if I had like I, wondered, I was also curious if like if you had closed captions on,
0: yeah. it would say like speaking
1: in Italian, or if it would actually.
0: The the bilingual right Italian fans they 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 know they're a step ahead of us right now. That's so true. Oh my god, <laughs> they have an advantage. But <laughs> Go so on.
1: I think like if if she takes it the furthest extent she could take it with Albi, because I don't think she's gonna set it up to where Albi feels like he needs to defeat Alessio in combat. I think it's gonna be like, <laughs> <Bad>. um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be like she's gonna elicit even more money from him. She's gonna be like Alessio's gonna kill me, and I need. $30,000 to get out of Sicily and escape. And he'll be like, okay, I'm going to go to the bank and get the money for you and then do it. And yeah, maybe things will fall out from there, but I kind of think that's our end game right now.
0: I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I could see any of these things happening. Um, my last comment, Sean, I, just about how you, you said sort of like the the evolution of misogyny between these, these gen uh, generations. Like i, I kind of feel like maybe a better, better, term for it would be like the evolution of toxic masculinity
1: and because yeah, sure.
0: no, i, I, I not would not say I'll be misogynistic. i misogynistic i but i definitely feel like he he does have uh some traits of toxic mas- toxic masculinity that he's sort of uh grown from his his influence from his father but um yeah f- speaking of that we can sort of jump into uh dominic and Bert quickly just uh sort of how they ended up this episode um, I mean, it sort of starts at that earlier breakfast scene with um, Dominic, sort of like he. I mean, Bert sort of steps in for him and is and and covers him so he doesn't have to explain the the escorts thing. But then, you know, Dominic still gets mad at him for for almost like revealing it. Um,
1: and then yeah. later in that Bert, episode,
0: it's hilarious. yeah, I can't I can't be responsible for everything I say. I'm concussed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> later. Later in the episode, they have that, that blow up in the in the dinner dinner scene. Um, what did you guys make of that?
1: Yeah, I really liked that. I really liked the character development for uh, Dominic in that sense. And also for Bert. It's kind of exposing him as like, he, Domin- Bert is not, I mean, because earlier in the earlier episodes, Bert is sold or he sells himself as if, yeah, I was like my son, but I did it way better. But He's then like it, it ends the up being totally of <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> He's just like the top level. He is. Yeah. He he did it probably worse than Dominic. And uh, so I thought that was really good to see some of that. Uh, I really like their dialogue too. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was kind of like interesting to see like never showed me how to have like a loving relationship with a woman or how to care for people, or for myself before people, I thought that was just, like, good
0: I overall. Love, I love it's Michael fun. Imperioli's delivery of, get real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you
2: have yeah, amnesia? I think, it it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the key difference it showed is, like, at least Dominic is, like, aware of who he is and what he's done, and his
1: father, like, isn't at all just in complete denial about who he is. Right. It it, yeah. Dominic is, like, a healthier person, probably a little bit, because of his, his understanding of himself.
0: I think that's sort of the the thing. It's like, it's like that willingness to change, and that with with Dominic and then the next generation. It's like they think they've already changed with with Albie, sure. but um, yeah,
1: and we'll see where that plays out.
0: <laughs> right, and um, I think uh, the the line my biggest to- takeaway with that was like the last I think couple lines of the scene where where Bird is like, uh, "Your mother and I loved each other very much," and Dominic's like, "It's not that simple," and just says, "Yes, it is," because it kind it kind of reminded me of that like that like classic, like the old people saying like the, like, Oh, times were much simpler back then.
1: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good good connection.
0: It's like that whole idea of like, Oh, everything was so simple back then. But like, what does that actually mean? It's like, times were simple because it was like a time when, when this was all that mattered, right? Like I didn't have to, to, to think about the things I was doing. I could just get away with them because like socially the standard was set so that it, it didn't matter. And all that mattered was that, like, our outside um, facade uh, was that we could, we could say that we loved each other. And my wife would have to say the same thing, and that, that was all that mattered. And that's sort of, like, his, his psychology of that situation. So I thought that totally. was a good one. Yeah,
1: and it's good because, like, the trauma was still there for the parties involved, like, being his mother and Dominic himself. And I, I, the funny, a funny thing, though, about that conversation is when when uh, Dominic like leans back and puts his hand up, I was waiting for like an, oh, Madonna (laughs) from like the Sopranos. I think that would have fit there. (laughs) We are
2: still on Laura Dern watch with two episodes left. Is she just not going to be in it? I don't know. Maybe it's Uh, like a scene in the finale. I was was thinking like, did she arrive at the end of this episode? But now I'm thinking maybe it's something in the finale, like some kind of post. Climax.
0: I, still think it, I still think something will happen at the end of episode six that is massively dramatic with Albie that will result in Laura Dern coming in episode seven. Either that or we've played into social media way too much and she's just not going to ever show up.
1: Yeah, I think that I agree with the episode six thing because I also do think she's going to show up. I think that what I thought I agree with you, Sean, I was like, I thought so she would kind of arrive at the end and because I was focused on the credits, like she wasn't in the opening credits. It's like, OK, maybe she'll arrive at the end of the episode and she'll be in the post credits as a special guest. And then in the next episode, she'll be in the opening credits. So I think that could then be pushed to episode six for that happening.
0: <laughs> I wonder if, if she doesn't show up. I want to know, like, how much she charged for that phone call to like the studio to like cast her for like one phone. Like how, how much if I was how making a movie you, right like,
2: now, I think. But
0: yeah. If I was making you know. a movie right now and I wanted Laura, Laura Dern to like get on like a Zoom and like record a phone call for me, how much do you think she's charging me? She like
1: 000, 000 Five, of, 5, <laughs> <000? Wait. laughs> a million Five, dollars or something.
0: Five thousand. A million dollars is not in the show's budget for a phone call. There's no way, not even I've, for I could see like a thousand
2: dollars for a phone call.
0: I would that's more. it.
1: I would say ten grand
0: at least. That's yeah. like you get to put Laura Dern on your like your movies like I M D B page for a thousand dollars. Okay, but guy, it's also like it's like more. a
2: prestige HBO show. I I feel it's different than like if I ask, like, hey, do you want to want to be in my movie? But I'm talking like if I ask. <laughs> oh, if you asked, okay, then then yeah, like twenty thousand if you were asking.
0: All right, yeah. I would think even more. Yeah, I I was thinking like fifty to a hundred thousand.
1: Yeah, I'm still going a million dollars, man.
2: No way, her Laura Dern is not. I mean, she's a big actor. She's not, you know, like like Brad Pitt or like.
1: That's true. I think she is, like, for female actors. Yeah. yeah, She's pretty big. She's got, like, she's got a lot of awards. Think, man. think
0: about, just, like, with we're, we're gonna dive into this for, like, a minute, and then we're gonna get back on track with the White Lotus, but think about, like, in terms of, of actresses and, like, the sort of lifespan of their career, it usually does not last as long as Laura Derns is, like, just, just because of the, the terrible way hollywood is built but laura Dern is what was she like 50 55 60 and is yeah, still like like, like an awesome person to have in like movies and shows like she let's see
1: yeah she kills it i mean marriage story recently she had like a She's usual, I think she won an award for that
0: yeah she won she won an oscar
1: yeah so I mean, she's...
0: she did not have like a huge
1: role, but she was good in it. She didn't know, but she was good in that. Yeah, you just said I mean, she's...
0: she. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she, she had like a good role. She was, she she was in a okay. role. She was in the past Marvel. like five years. She was in third season of Twin Peaks. She was in Star Wars. Yeah. She was in Big Little Lies. She was in Marriage oh, yeah, Story. Like she's she's been like some.
1: she has been out here for She's sure. been out here. She's definitely out there.
0: So she she gets like fifty thousand to a hundred thousand for a phone call. I think
1: she's got to get some screen time. I'm banking on that. Yeah, like, it's it, in. Okay, it's all, right. all right. Let's let's
0: talk about Tanya okay, and Portia.
1: On to the White Lotus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Tanya and Portia, I, the gay guys, just like taking it to another level. A lot of reveals
0: with them. That was really great. Yes. What do you guys think's going on with with these guys? I. I
1: uh, I think it's definitely a big ploy to, I, I don't know, somehow get money from her. I mean, I was thinking, like, I, I thought they were actually all going to be gone from the palace or the villa that they're at. And it would, they would just be footing her with a bill. And I thought that could have been mm-hmm. them just, like, exiting and we're done with mm-hmm. them. But, I mean, after seeing that they're all still there and then we can get to the ending scene, then, I mean, I think it's going to be something even bigger i I don't know exactly what, but I think you know some room for some murder victims uh, it's amazing
0: we've got <laughs> it's amazing we've gone like two full episodes, and like w- we feel so certainly that there's like a conspiracy at hand, but no Massive literally nothing
2: yeah, I
1: think for
0: me, <laughs> they can just be was... nice. <laughs>
1: No, I thought
2: that <laughs> when they're at the opera and she kind of asked, "Oh my God, is that the Queen of Sicily?" and they said yes, and they were, like looking at each other. I thought maybe they just find her like funny, like they just find it like her whole as a person, like she's funny, but they're like laughing at her, and that's why they kept her around. But I don't know.
1: Yeah, I guess like it. I can't explain Jack's presence. But I mean, like it doesn't make sense why he would. Because I mean, we see, okay, like I said, I actually, we see them fucking at the end. We see Jack yeah. is, is uh, just giving it to the main gay guy. I don't know what his name is, though. Um, And so, but I think, like, because Jack, like, did, like, a dine and dash at the risotto place, and then he's, like, being weird um, about, like, whether, you know, the whole comment about not having his wallet is weird, and it doesn't make sense why, like, he's played off as the nephew of that main guy, um, given what we saw. So... I think it has to be some grander thing. So I actually read this last week.
2: I was looking at the post episode on Reddit and someone theorized, they said sometimes with gay couples in this kind of arrangement, they will refer to a prostitute they hire as their nephew if there's a Uh, big age gap. So they basically said like, he, he's basically like, like a a prostitute and that, is, like, the dynamic. There's no blood relation. They just, like, bring him along. He gets to be on the vacations and that's, like, the kind of exchange.
0: So do we think... Do you think he actually... Do we think he actually likes Portia? Or is that sort of, like, part of the scheme somehow? Or is that just unrelated to... I
2: I think he actually did because I don't think Portia is necessary to yeah. this scheme. I think they actually do. Or he feels
1: like for her. Yeah, I don't know if he, like like, is going to do anything about it because he's probably just, like, you know, a sex worker and is, like, going to have to live that life. Um But it's I feel like it's just really weird that, like, they are, I don't know, I think that the comment that you said, Charlie, about um saying that, like, it's like them convincing her or, like, uh, asserting that that was the Queen of Sicily, you know, there is no Queen of Sicily, but <laughs> that they're just, like, I think that that showed, I thought I took that more of like a sinister, like we can take advantage of her more so than a, it's so funny that we, that she's so stupid. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm curious to see where that goes. Um, I, just, I don't know what they can get out of it, but I guess the one thing that would be weird is like, they are able to hire a prostitute as in Jack, but they need like her money. Um, and I mean, so maybe it doesn't, Makes sense that they're getting money out of her, um, so I don't really know what it's all going to end up as. <laughs>
0: Back to square
1: one; we know nothing. But I, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's,
0: hmm. yeah. I mean, maybe if he—I mean, if he doesn't have money to pay for rice balls, maybe they haven't paid him yet. I don't know. Sure.
2: My super out there theory? When the main guy, whose name I cannot remember, was talking about he once loved. An American, a cowboy. I thought of Tanya's husband, Greg, and I was like, "Is the, is some crazy oh, conspiracy going on? Did he love Greg? And he's like, I would do anything for him, even now.' That's the, what I thought." Is Greg from know. Wyoming?
1: He's from Colorado. That's close to Wyoming. It's like I mean, I mean, he could be from there. He doesn't strike me as much land. of a cowboy, but yeah, yeah, definitely does not come off as a cowboy. It would be weird. I, I don't know. It'd be interesting if they tied him in. And that could be that would be a really wild twist. But yeah, like, it would be I a feel, lot to sell. I don't need that I mean, guy to come back in the show. <laughs> yeah.
2: We don't yeah, we're always theorizing, but I don't think this is the kind of show to have this revealed <laughs> yeah. You never know though.
1: You never know.
0: What, he takes yeah. off his like skin mask and he is actually her husband.
1: Uh, that would be the craziest part. No, uh, the man.
0: Just quickly about like Portia and Jack, it's just like Portia's dynamic. I mean that it's interesting the idea like jack is a, a prostitute now because i mean it mirrors the the albie story there's a lot a lot of mirroring happening that's but,
1: true yeah yeah but
0: um porsche i mean she's she just kind of it seems like she's she's thrill-seeking and that's what she's into about jack like she wants this sort of adventure like how she said before like like how am i supposed to like live life if like anything i can just like or i can just look at a picture of it or whatever um and now it's i mean it's she's she's getting to have these like exciting like sort of dangerous experiences like like running away from people in the street and 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 having sex with like the hot muscular british dude and whatever that that has like fancy underwear um and i mean like how, how do we think that this will like fire back at her
1: yeah i think she kind of takes on the innocent you know the victim of all of the events but she's definitely like, I mean, besides the sex workers, she's, in, she's just like the most exploited probably of the rest, just being like Tanya's assistant and just like at her beck and call and command. Mm-hmm. So um, I think she'll probably end up, you know, of the, of the characters that we're seeing, aside from like, I guess, uh, yeah, aside from Mia and Lucia, potentially Jack and like Valentina she'll probably end up in some bad consequences because she's pretty innocent and hasn't really done anything bad. Hmm. Yeah,
2: I think similar the show is like largely about the relationship between these super wealthy people and like the people that serve them. And she is on the serving side of that. So I can imagine a situation where Tanya ends up getting out of it completely free, thinking about the next White Lotus she's going to visit <laughs> and um, Portia gets screwed over.
0: I could imagine some sort of situation like where this all ends up at the end of the week and Portia and Albie are just like like, man, we tried those other things guess it's like back to us and then they like sort of like start dating but it's like implied that they're just going to like end up wanting the same things over and over again.
1: Yeah, and they're like it's... super unhappy about it. I could see that. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe like then they yeah, got mirroring a potential relationship between them with the Ethan Harper, Cameron, Daphne
0: i could see and it just
1: like a little trifecta.
0: being like a like a commentary on like like millennial like dating and just like and and uh like the feelings of like the worth of like polygamy and um sorry I mean, monogamy um but um <laughs> but uh just like yeah. sort of thinking like i mean like Alby is always going to like. He's gonna want. He's gonna be the guy that like wants to be like the hero. He's gonna like want to be like the like the like I can fix that guy and where. Whereas like she's always gonna like sort of want like the adventure and like just try new things and like be sort of like bored with bored with her life.
1: Totally. Yeah.
0: I could see them being like a, an interesting match for each other in that sense. Yeah, we can.
1: Yeah. Well. It'll be interesting to see where it goes from there.
0: Any last thoughts on the episode, or are we good to call it here? Or any last thoughts on?
2: Uh, no, no more theories from me. I think I'm out. <laughs> no.
1: I guess like, uh, one thing I'm curious is what's everyone's like top pick for a murder victim.
2: Um, Val- Valentina, for me. Valentina.
0: We know she's alive, don't we? I thought that was no,
2: not Valentina. Sorry um lucia okay <laughs> that's my bad no she's like the one person it cannot be it won't be her True. Sure. yeah
1: um okay you think lucia okay
0: i still want to say albia i think that's like the most logical reason like laura dern could show up i think that i'm i'm like sticking with this theory
1: we're
2: bringing it all back to laura Dern. okay
0: i'm like i'm oh, like banking on like Laura Dern appearance the Michael theory. Imperioli like making an Instagram post like applauding Laura Dern's performance has to be more than just like a phone call in episode one theory yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I'm definitely thinking Mia I think Mia is sadly a goner and I really like her but I think she's going to be in some dire straits
0: yeah I think she's went, She's sort of been way over her head with this
1: yeah righty, call it there